welcome to the Star Child Podcast. I'm Tanya Estrella. I'm so happy to have you here today. So before we get into today's topic, I did want to mention I now have a community on buymeacoffee.com slash Tanya Estrella that is specifically to support this podcast. I also am posting special messages and behind-the-scenes content there for supporters and members. So if you have been enjoying the podcast and you want to check that out, click the support the show link in the show notes, or you can go directly to buymeacoffee.com slash Estrella to check out more. It's set up in such a way that if you support once, you will receive access to behind-the-scenes content and special messages for life. So join me there. Just drop by and send a message if you'd like and check out some of the posts that I have up there if you'd like. Also, monthly members of my website receive behind-the-scenes access along with their monthly membership. So check that out as well. You can find that link at taniastrea.com membership to see all of the available options. All right, so with that, we're going to get right into our topic for today. And today, what I was really thinking about What I've been thinking about a lot recently is recovering from perfectionism. I have been dealing with this a lot. I've been a perfectionist throughout my entire life. It was actually such a survival skill and coping strategy that I learned. And so, especially as I'm embarking into some of these new phases of my life, including starting this podcast, I've had this surge of old feelings of perfectionism that have been coming up for me that I have been moving through. So I did mention when I posted the last episode of the podcast, episode three, that I almost deleted that episode entirely. I almost scrapped it instead of putting it up. Even though I had spent the entire day on it, I spent about eight hours straight on that podcast. And I almost got rid of it completely because I was having such a moment of feeling so, so perfectionistic. Now, flash forward, After that point, multiple people reached out. I really appreciate hearing feedback from you, by the way. But multiple people said that that was their favorite episode so far. And it was the one that I almost deleted. I was so close to just saying, I'm sorry, I don't have an episode for this week and letting it go because I felt like it was horrible, frankly. I have a new audio setup that I've been working with, and I've been learning kind of how to use it. I was dealing with some audio issues that I couldn't seem to fix, even with trying for hours after finishing the recording. And then on top of that, it just felt like such a vulnerable subject to me, Uh, specifically talking about, you know, my singing and certain things that feel so personal that I haven't really shared a lot of those things with many people. And to talk so explicitly on this podcast and then put it out to the public felt so vulnerable and difficult to me. So I had a moment before putting it out and then after putting it out where I felt really scared about that, very freaked out. And also, especially with feeling like it wasn't perfect, like there were flaws in it that I noticed, that I didn't like, that I didn't think were the absolute best that I could have done and the most polished, amazing job possible, which that really is the only way that I've learned to put myself out there is to try to be as perfect as possible. And of course, nobody can actually be perfect. So what that translates to is that I've really just tried to appear as perfect as possible. I've tried to polish myself 
and present myself to the world as well as I possibly can in every moment. And when I've created something that I don't think is perfect enough, then I just haven't shared it with the world. I have been sitting on so many ideas and so many creations simply because of this perfectionism and my own self-doubt, my own fear of putting myself out there and not having it be quote-unquote good enough. And really, this is so lonely and isolating in so many ways. I've lived like this for decades of my life, and I've really been working on this over the past several years, especially the past few years. This has been something that I've really been working to shed. It's a very closed off and difficult place to live in. It can also be a really difficult pattern to shed when that's something that you've done for a very long time, and especially something that you learned in childhood that was sort of a survival strategy in a lot of ways. So for me personally, when I look back at how that tendency developed, I was always treated as if I didn't know what I was doing or I didn't know what I was talking about or I wasn't doing things well enough. And so in order to combat that, I learned to use overachieving and perfectionism as kind of like a shield to protect myself. I was raised in a family where it was more important what it looked like than what it actually was. So if you couple this with the experience of also trying to prove myself and prove my worth, and that I made good decisions, and that I did know what I was doing, and I did know what I was talking about, you get this extreme sense of perfectionism as the only way to be and the only way to present. So if you can't actually be perfect, you need to at least appear perfect so that other people will respect you or care for you or take you seriously. And it took me a long time to become more and more conscious of this. But ultimately, what I did know was that it felt deeply, deeply unsafe for me to be fully myself and to be seen in my raw, authentic, imperfect state. So for a long time, I strived for as close to perfection as I could reach. And I always thought that once I just got better at things, once I just did better than I did the last time, this impossible standard, that I would be happier that I would have what I wanted, that things would be fulfilling in the way that I was looking for them to be. I always used myself as the reason why I didn't have what I wanted, but in this very self-critical, self-punitive kind of a way, where my own bar for myself would be so far beyond the standard that I would hold anyone else to, and so far beyond what was even realistic for me, that I wouldn't even really allow myself to be a human being and make mistakes. Or if I would make a mistake, I would feel so deeply guilty and ashamed for extended periods of time about it. So for a while, I kind of got by with this. It was not pleasant by any means. It was really difficult, but at least on the surface, which again, I never believed in this, but I was taught that that was what mattered more than anything else is what it looked like. So even though I didn't like that and I didn't fully mentally buy into that, at least there was something that got ingrained and internalized within me that went along with that, that did believe that it was so important what I presented like and what things looked like to the outside world because that was of critical importance. But the truth is with perfectionism that you can never do well enough to appease that hypercritical piece in your brain that tells you that you need to do better. It just becomes this constantly moving target 
that never lets up, that never allows you to actually be satisfied with yourself or what you've accomplished or what you've created. And it can also really hold you back from doing the things that you really want to do, from doing the things you're passionate about or excited about or even just interested in that you've never tried before. It can prevent you from taking risks and going after things that you really want. It can be a huge hindrance. And most of the time, that perfectionistic voice isn't even true. That voice that tells you, that has told me for most of my life and still tries to tell me these things now, that I'm not good enough, that I shouldn't share what it is that I want to share, that people don't want to hear what I have to say, or that my best isn't good enough. These voices can plague us for our life if we let them. And a lot of times I think when we experience this, we just are waiting for a period of time until we feel better, until we feel more confident or more sure or more able to go after what we want, less scared, less afraid of what's going to happen or less self-conscious before we go after the thing that we really want to pursue. But the truth is you have to take the action and the confidence comes later. It's very similar to intuition in a lot of ways where you have to follow it first before you get the result or before you get the evidence for what you're looking for. So for a lot of my life, I was waiting until I felt more confident or more sure of myself or like I was more qualified in so many ways to go after what I wanted to do. And when you're doing that, you will always be waiting. There's always going to be somebody on paper who's more qualified than you. There's always going to be something that you could just think you don't quite know enough about yet. But what about starting where you're at now? What about looking at your strengths now and what you have to offer to the world? And even seeing the imperfections that you have as a huge strength. This is something that has been coming up for me recently and I'm realizing more and more and it has been deeply uncomfortable for me. I'm not going to lie. It's been so uncomfortable and it continues to be. This is hard for me. This is one of those core internalized beliefs for me that I've held since I was a child and there was a period of time where it protected me. So it can be especially hard to let go of. But what I'm realizing more and more is that people don't want or expect this perfectly polished version of me. They don't want a cookie cutter version of me with a mask on and a smile plastered on my face that's not even true. I have been the one who's been expecting this from me. I have been holding this over myself all this time. And when I look at what I really value and what I appreciate in other people, it is their honesty. It is their authenticity. It is their realness and their rawness to just come to me wherever they're at. And I don't judge them for that. So why am I still holding this against myself and judging myself for showing up in the same way? This realization has been incredibly freeing and it still takes that effort and time to kind of sink in through practice and through my behaviors because I have so much internalized in me that's kind of hardwired to go against this, to not want to show the rawest, most vulnerable pieces of myself because I'm afraid of what's going to happen if I do. What is going to happen if I mess up and people see it? What's going to happen if I show up and I'm not perfect? What's going to happen if I show up and I'm not at my best? For a lot of my life, I only allowed myself to show up when I was at my very best. 
and the rest of the time I would hide. And so a lot of the people who know me and have known me for my life, a lot of people didn't know the things that I was struggling with, and sometimes they still don't. I've been really working on being more open, but I realize what a deeply internalized wound this is that I've been carrying that has made me feel like I can't show up as myself when I'm in a difficult place or when I don't feel quite like myself or really like my best self. I've taught myself not to show up when I feel down or depressed or anxious. I've taught myself to wait and take care of myself on my own and then emerge when I feel like I have something to offer other people again. And even that belief, that belief that I don't have anything to offer if I'm not showing up perfectly, that I don't have anything to offer if I'm not in a super high mood, that, that is a belief that I am unlearning and that I am letting go of because I am worthy of showing up in my true, full, raw form. No matter what that might look like from moment to moment. And that that brings something unique and beautiful to the world in itself. People aren't looking at me for the cookie cutter plastered smile. That isn't me. That isn't what I stand for. And that is not what I want to see in other people. So in order to find that rawness and that realness and authenticity in other people, I have to be willing to step into it fully for myself, to show the stuff that's scary to me. and to allow myself to have a different result from it. You can never unlearn these behaviors if you don't allow yourself to try something different and see what happens. We can have these stories and these worst-case scenarios in our head that we repeat to ourselves over and over and over again. And what if those aren't true? I mean, this goes back to what I was talking about in the last episode. What if the things that we've been telling ourselves haven't been true? What if they're no longer true? What if there's something else that's available to us now or that has been available to us this entire time? And a lot of times when I look at one of the consistent things that I have really struggled with that has been hard for me, it's been feeling isolated and feeling like I am carrying everything alone. How can I be less isolated if I'm not willing to open myself up? If I'm not willing to let people see me when I'm not at my best? and help me carry the load. Sometimes we've really been standing in our own way with this the entire time. And what needs to happen in order for things to change is we need to try something different. We simply need to get out of our own way. So this is me getting out of my own damn way. This is me trying something different. I'm not going to live like that anymore. It's not benefiting me, and it's not benefiting anybody else either. For me to pretend that I'm okay when I'm not okay. For me to only show up when I think that I have something worthwhile enough to offer somebody else. That's also a deeply ingrained piece of this perfectionism is I was conditioned to really think that I didn't have much to offer and that people would only want to be around if I had something to give them. I grew up always giving and never receiving and not even knowing how to receive having kind of a wall up around receiving because it wasn't safe to do so. I always felt like there were strings attached to that. So instead, I would either separate and isolate or I would be the one who was giving. But can we just be honest and talk about how exhausting that is? 
how difficult and depressing and one-sided and draining that is. That is how I lived the first about 28 years of my life. And I've spent the last four learning to undo a lot of these things, really unlearning a lot of the stuff that I had carried up until that point that wasn't working, that wasn't serving me anymore, that was getting in my own way of what I really desired, which is reciprocal, loving relationships with people who really see me and who I see them for exactly who they are, without the facade, without the mask, without trying to be something that we're not. But there's something in me that has still felt afraid to fully open to that, that has still felt unworthy in so many ways of just showing up how I am and knowing that that's enough. Doing this podcast even has been such a huge deal for me and has allowed me to really stretch myself in these ways that I've wanted to do but have felt very scary or not possible for me before. So it's a platform where I'm being heard and where I'm expressing myself in a very raw and vulnerable way. And it's also an imperfect work in progress. So allowing that to be seen, allowing that to be heard, really consistently putting myself out there in this way has been huge for really looking at a lot of this perfectionism that's been coming up for me and finding ways to release that and really just allow myself to be who I am, and trusting that that will be enough, that that is enough already, and that being seen in that state is safe. It is okay. It is what I'm meant to do. I'm not meant to be anybody other than who I am. I'm not meant to pretend, or put on a face, or isolate myself until I feel okay again, and do it all on my own anymore. And neither are you. If you're listening to this, I assume that you at least resonate with some idea of this intense perfectionism that I'm talking about. I know that it plagues a lot of people, and I know it can be really heavy to carry. And you're worthy of being seen without all the extra frills, without needing to present yourself, without needing to change anything. What if you just let yourself show up? What if you reminded yourself that where you're at now is already enough? You don't need to grow or change or fix things in order to be who you're meant to be and where you're meant to be right now. And you don't need to be any different to be adding and contributing so much to this planet just by existing and living and breathing and walking this earth as you are. So what if we just drop the pretense? What if we just let it go? I know that sounds so much easier said than done, but what if you just took a deep breath in this moment, and when you exhale, you decide to let it go? I'm going to do that right now. You're welcome to join me if you want, but I'm not carrying this anymore. It's a burden. I'm not showing up with that on my shoulders. I'm showing up as me. And you deserve to show up as you, too. So, if you want to release it with me, let's go.
Thank you for being here for this very personal episode. I've been moving through some really intense things in the last few months, and I know that I'm not the only one with that. And this was really what's been on my mind today. And where I was able to come in and how I was able to show up. So thanks for coming along with me. This is definitely a process. It takes a lot of unlearning and patience with yourself and time. I will tell you that even while I'm talking about this very subject, I am pausing and deleting and rewinding and noticing everything that's happening with the recording session that doesn't feel perfect enough. So even though this is something that I am really actively working on, I still do that stuff. I still catch myself doing a lot of that stuff. It's an incredibly hot day when I am here recording, so I do have the windows open and I've been noticing all these noises outside. My dog is so cute and he's coming up behind me, panting loudly, checking out what I'm doing, and I can sometimes hear that sound on the microphone. And I've got all sorts of things going on around me, but Instead of letting that stop me from recording today, I'm practicing showing up. And that can be in whatever state that I'm in. At the beginning of the day, I didn't think that I was going to have anything to say. I wasn't sure what I was going to want to talk about today or what was going to come up. And as I kind of let myself just sit in that feeling and move through the stuff that's been coming up for me and not rush it or force it, or try to make it different than what it was. This just came to me, and I'm like, this is what I'm supposed to talk about today. This is what needs to be said. And I don't know how you felt it on your end, but I definitely felt so many things move just by me talking about this. And that's the power of really just owning our story and being honest with what we're going through. You don't have to struggle in silence. I will no longer be struggling in silence. I'm not doing that anymore. That's not what we're here to do. We're here for support and connection and authenticity. We're here to be ourselves. And being ourselves involves every aspect. It involves the messiness. It involves the chaos. It involves the ups and downs. It involves all the flaws and the imperfections and the mistakes and the things that we thought we could have done better and the hindsight being 2020 moments and all of it. That's all a part of it. We're not supposed to remove that. How robotic would that be? And you would not be you without all of those things, just like I would not be me. So just like I'm working on showing my true self and being kinder to myself when I do, stepping up and asking for help, and allowing myself to be visibly, vulnerably imperfect. I hope that you will too. Because honestly, that's all I ever really want to see from people. That is the most beautiful thing to me anytime I ever see that in someone. Their raw authenticity. That's everything to me. And so I think that if that's everything to me, Other people want to see that in me too, and they want to see it in you as well. So thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. If you do want to check out the behind the scenes, you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash Tanya Straya to see more. You can also check out my monthly membership offerings at tanyastraya.com slash membership. 
And I also do one-on-one work with folks. I love to kind of dive in deep to all of this stuff and really look at these limiting beliefs and the things that we've held for a long time and connect the dots between these things so that you can really move forward and let that go. So if you would like to check out my services and work with me, I do have those on my website as well. All of the links are in the show notes below, and you can always go to TaniaStrea.com and see everything I have to offer or connect with me on social media at TaniaStrea as well. Thank you again for being here, and I will talk to you soon. (laughs) Bye-bye.